0: My name is Alberto Lavandeira. I am the CEO of Atalaya Mining. I am a mining engineer uh, that's heading a team and my mining, my background is 42 years, well over 42 years of mining experience. And I'm the CEO of Atalaya Mining, which has a producing asset in Spain, as well as a whole pipeline of projects, all of them located in, in Spain. We are mining copper and we are traded in AIM as well as in Toronto, but mainly in AIM. Alberto, thank you.
1: Great introduction. Um, nice to see you again. I haven't seen you for many years, but it's uh, good to meet you again after a long time. And I see Atalaya has had a tremendous uh to uh, run on the, um, on the stock market, you know, the share price has, has done fantastically well. And, um, you reached, you know, you completed your expansion at Atalaya to 15 million tons throughput and you're producing about, um, what is it? 55,000 tons of copper per annum. Um, so, you know, tremendous achievement, congratulations. So the question is, um, um how did you know what was the kind of the most important kind of you know how did you get here in terms of the the, the decision to go from 9 million tons to 15 16 million tons and what happens now
0: yes that's a it's a very good question look uh the first of all atalaya has always delivered in the promises um we have been i have been heading this team for for over seven years but i have fantastic people around me and uh we restarted this old project, had been sitting for 15 years in a very short period of time. In one year, we're back up and running with limited resources. In the second year, we were doubling our production. At the same time, simultaneously, we were drilling and we went from what was expected to be like a 13 years my life to well over 25 years my life at that rate. So we decided we were looking to lots of things around the world, but after looking and checking, we decided what, what the hell are we doing outside if we have something better here? So we decided to do a fast track feasibility study. We was very positive. Again, in year and a half, expanded to 50% more tons through the mill compared to what we were doing in back in, in 17, 18. And that has led us to where we are right now. In a very short period of time, uh, six years ago, the company was producing nothing, to the last couple of years where we have been close to 56,000 tons uh, but of copper per year. Um, but the good thing of this is that we said we were going to do it, uh, and we said we we're going to do it on time, budget and that we are going to expand and we are going to, once we had expanded, we were going to consolidate and continue growing. So that's, uh, I would say is the history. Where do we go now? Okay, Once we have stabilized what we have in Rio Tinto in the the project, uh, Cerro Colorado project, it's an open pit. We have been preparing ourselves with a, a lot of ground, exploration ground, mineral rights to go beyond that. And we can do that within growth, organic growth. And we have demonstrated in the path that we we fulfill our promises. So we are going to be expanding production at Rio Tinto by bringing in additional tons that have higher grade of copper and include zinc. We are going to be continuing permitting a new project in the north part of Spain. It's called Toro. And we have a significant budget now for exploration in a very large land and prospective land package. So that's the way we are going to be growing.
1: And since Um, we have done it in the past, I think people are starting to believe us. uh, Can I just have a quick look at Sarah Colorado? Because it's it's an open pit, uh, 53 million tons uh, of resources. Is that correct? and um, your processing grades of about 0.42% kind of copper. Excellent. Let me share a screen, and you will see more or less
0: uh, what we have. Uh, and this is a presentation that's in, in, in our webpage. Um, and let me start, uh, excuse me, very fast by showing you a small picture of what, what it looks like. This is an open pit located in the north part of Spain, where you will see it in the right corner of the picture. This is an open pit, Located in Rio Tinto, and that's the only res- the only place where we have reserves. Reserves, all of them drilled. Cerro Colorado is in this lower part of the left part of the of page five. We have two other deposits that are very close to to Rio Tinto, and we have one in the north. Now let me go to a map so you can lo- people can locate easily where we are, uh, and that will tell you a little bit of our global vision and. And where we are going to grow. Okay, in page 19, in page 19, you will see a kind of red line. This ri- red line is like two kilometers, 2.4 kilometers long. That's the outline of the edges of the Cerro Corrado pit. That's where we would have a 10, 11 years mine life as yep. we speak. But left of that, which means west, we have a blue line also shows an open pit, which we're permitting and developing currently. And in the right side, we have a, another kind of shaded blue, which would be an underground deposit, uh, which would be also
1: treated in the same installations where we have right now, the mine. Okay, sorry, I'm, I got my, my tons mixed up. So I the, the figure I quoted was 53 million tons. It's uh, for San Dionisio. And you've got 186 million tons at Cerro Colorado. Exactly. What's the and what's the strip ratio at Cerro Colorado? Is, is, you know, is, is that life of? Have you got big pushbacks coming, or is that no? Just kind of- uh, it's it's only
0: around two to one. Uh, at, actually, it's a little bit less than two to one, or one eight, one point eight to one. And in San Dimas, around four to one. The difference here is that the high rate of San Dionysio supports this higher super ratio. Actually, the the pit is not limited by strip ratio. Uh, the pit is limited by a safe distance with that we want to leave to houses that are located in the south east of, of, the, of the deposit. Basically, what we are talking about in San Dionisio is the expansion of a, an existing open pit or called Corta Talaya, gives a name to the company, which can barely be seen in page 19, as a kind of shade. In any Google picture, you can see the, the existing Atalaya pit. Uh, what we want, basically, is a pushback where we'll mine the leftovers that were not mined in the past. In the Cerro Colorado, it's a 2-to-1 strip ratio, which basically will, will will take make that the
1: two pits are basically touching each other. Each other. They're yeah. barely overlapping. Is this all going to be done at the... Um, the same throughput so so you, you've got a kind of a life of mine here a planned process to keep it going at 15 16 million tons per annum is that the the, the same exactly. throughput rate it's a it's a very
0: simple exercise if we have a we have a certain limitation of how we can expand let's say throughput plant tons going through the mill in the sense that you requires more power more water and so on so but what we can do Let's put very simple numbers. 160 million tons of open pit reserves or current open pit means 10 years life. If you add another, when you add the underground of San Antonio and the open pit at San Dionisio plus some underground, you have another 60 million tons easily. Well, these 60 million tons, when you add them to the 160, you're talking about adding another four years life. So, Right now, without getting any single ton from any single other place, we have 16 million tons, which means 16 years. We have basically 14, 15 years of life of our existing open pit. Remember that just four years ago, we had a 13-year life mining at 9 million tons per year. Now we still have around 14 years life mining at a much larger throughput. Yeah, And that's assuming, also assuming that in the next 14 years, we don't find a single ton from any other place that we could bring in. For each ton that we bring in from any other place, it means that we will will extend the open pit life a little bit longer. So what's the logical game here? The logical game would be to have the open pit running and complemented with ore coming from open pits like San or underground deposits, where basically the open pit tons helps to be helps as a buffer, helps us a as something to make everything homogeneous. You know that yeah. underground yeah. is very difficult, yeah. so it's very difficult to keep a, such a large mill full. But we are confident uh, that we will be. Seen, let's say, the installations of, of Rio Tinto working for another 20 years. We're always working here internally what we call horizontal, or Horizon 2040. So that's the place where we want to be. Where are we going to be in 2040? That's a, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of years. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> probably, maybe, probably I will not be here.
1: But <laughs> I was going to say, maybe you'll be retired by then. <laughs> maybe I'll be retired. But the
0: important thing is to set the scene for the longer term view. That's how what we did uh, when we, we started here. Okay, this was a small project. Let's see what we have first. Once we have this consolidated, let's see what, how we can use this infrastructure. You know, the way prices of copper are going and the way supplies are going, things are getting difficult. Those mines, those operations that are producing have a premium. Those yeah, mines so, are, I mean, we know how difficult it is to get permits, how difficult it is to get teams working and how difficult it is to get things in a safe jurisdiction. We know how difficult it is to get permits in, in the States, in Canada, in Spain, of course. And of course, also we can see how rules change in other countries. So this, we will have
1: to make as much as possible with other existing installations. quick question on perhaps on a a general um thing you know um the the iberian pyrite belt has been known about for thousands of years and the the romans were mining it and it has been mined you know almost continually for two thousand years more what's your commentary on the kind of the exploration of of the area in that you're in you know how mature is it as an exploration Terrain, you know how much systematic work has been done, depth of exploration. You know, what's what are your observations? Because I mean, you're you're talking about making exploration successes in this, what I would have automatically thought of as a very mature environment. It's a very
0: interesting question because you you see uh, the reality is that the whole mm, whole part of belt is I would say younger than ever, and maybe maybe and just I know people. Can take some time to go and look at, at the details, but let me probably share a map of this of this pirate belt, which is also in, in our presentation page 23. And you will see that it's not mature at all. What we are showing in that page 23 is very small figures, so you won't see them. Really what we are showing is our mineral rights, but that is irrelevant. What is important for you to see is this kind of red dots that you see all over These red dots are like volcanoes, are like massive sulfites, VMS deposits, known deposits that are already known from the history all over the belt. And they get into Portugal, they continue to the Santo Domingo, to Aljustrel, which is mining, to Neves Corvo. But the important thing here is that you have The fantastic deposits, world-class, Las Cruces, very high-grade, Los Frailes, Grupo Mexico. A little bit left of that, which is West, you see Pan Global. Then we have, of course, Rio Tinto, which has been mined over 100 years at high scale and over 2,000 years, as you say. But you have Aguas Teñidas, Magdalena, Sotiel, Migoyas. Why is this important? The important is that Las Cruces was discovered in 1995. Gravity.
1: It, was a gra- it was a, gravity it was written into through gravity and they 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 pulled the eyes out of it yeah, yeah exactly so it was
0: there in front of the noses of everybody. and as we said like as 95. But Magdalena is a world-class deposit around 60 million tons originally, uh, sitting only 500 meters away from a deposit that had been mined by Asturiana, I think. And it contains 3% copper and around 4% zinc and some gold. It's just seven kilometers away from from Aguas Tenidas, and only 300 meters from surface. Migoyas, uh, it's a copper area close to Sotiel. Sotiel has been known for years, but also now they discover an area called called um, Elvira. We, Atalaya, have a, a deposit called Masa Valverde, but we made a discovery two years ago only called uh, Majadales, total grassroots. What is this telling you? It's telling you that the, your physics now are better uh, known and that EM, electromagnetic works very well. And the fact that only in the last, um, I would say 10, 20 years, we have discovered several major deposits. And also uh, Matza, the company has been acquired recently by Sunfire has other smaller discoveries in the area, shows
1: you that this thing is not mature at all, at all. Um, what 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 depth do you think it's? You know, we talk about. You said that uh, one of those deposits was discovered at three hundred meters depth. You know, how, how deep do you think the kind of the search has gone?
0: Well, we have we have discovered this one, Majadales, which was only two hundred and fifty meters, also, and the same thing that uh, happened with Magdalena, with San uh, Matza, which was only. 200, 300 meters, but the mineralization now goes to 1,000 meters. Uh, and in our case, Massa Valverde was discovered in the late 90s, I believe, close to 2000. And it goes from 500 meters to 800 meters. But we have done, we have the luxury of having deposits that are known and totally undeveloped so you can test on top of them the, the your physics. So you can see, okay, what is the best signal? Now that we know where is the deposit because we have drilled and there's no installations on top and we have done ourselves uh, some tests and we had been able to, to, to find mineralization quite deep. I would say that today you would be able to go to 1,000 meters. Neves Corvo, which is owned now by Lundin. And as you know, it's also historic. I believe it was discovered in the late seventies by Rio Tinto also. It's now 1500 meters. It was also a, that was also a gravity discovery, you know. It was, it was a-, a gravity discovered. Now, knowing where it is, they can do EM, and uh, electromagnetics work quite well in this environment. One once they know where it can be, and they are discovering very deep, deep mineralization. Is this different to what's done in other places? Well, you can see that in, in other BMSs in Canada, like La Ronde, or, like Nico Eagle, or the famous Keith Creek, goes down to 2,000, even 3,000 meters. The systems can be big because at the end, what happens is this is a volcano. Call it a volcano, excuse me, I'm a mining engineer, and <laughs> I probably should not speak like that, but it is like an equivalent of a deep-seated uh, volcanic system. That depends on the, the movements after this was formed It can lie here and there, but I always explain to the known technical people say, if you see so many stars, these red dots I mentioned, all over distributed, most of them very shallow because they were discovered in the last centuries. Why would this be the only ones there? I mean, when these were formed, Mother Nature did not know how it was going to be eroded. Yeah. So, the fact that there are so many uh, dots there and so many small mines, and you go through the pirate belt, you see one each one kilometer, and the fact that several have been discovered recently, it means that if you have exploration ground in the right place and you dedicate money, you're going to discover something. It could be that's it's only pirate and you're bad luck, or you could be it's Five percent copper, like Nevés Corvo or Las Cruces, or Magdalena, or the old Rio Tinto. The old Rio Tinto was very high grade and very prospective
1: area. Very in some some of the deeper areas that you've got under in in your exploration or in your in your resource portfolio, are they got grades which are sufficient to pull you underground? Absolutely correct. I mean, uh, let me also
0: pull back probably the the presentation with uh, some of the results that we highlighted recently from Masa Valverde. Uh, It's um, to give you an idea what we are talking about. I mean, uh, we released some results of, recent results of Masa Valverde, which include 125 continuous meters at 1.2% copper with almost no lead sink. And within this 125 meters, there are areas of 12, 20 and 15 which grades of copper over 2%, 2 2.5 to 27, Mm -hmm. which can be just simply dumped into our existing installation. And uh, and immediately we don't need to do any work at all to modify the circuit. But the same could be said in other intercepts like 180 meters at almost 0.9%. Well, it also contains some zinc and some lead and, and, and some gold, I mean, these are intercepts that would be highlighted uh, highly if it were in a porphyry copper. We're talking about 180 meters of almost true thickness. Uh, it's shown in this uh, in this uh, the sketch of page 22, where you can see the red, it's uh, uh, intercepts of copper are very high in some areas and in other areas you have more zinc. Uh,
1: that's, that's, sorry, that's question.
0: the question. That's the the, the red is gold, isn't it? Uh, the red is gold, yeah. Uh, but also, it's, it's, I think it's copper equivalent, isn't it? Oh, that's gold. Yeah. yeah. No, no. So you have got a good golden yeah. enrichment to the top, yeah, which is nice. Exactly. So yeah. But what I what what I point out is that um, I think uh, copper is green. Exactly. There's are some areas with only copper. Exactly. With some areas with very high gold. The point here is the point here is that these areas are going to be mined. How much of them? I don't know, probably the lower grades, not so much, but will, this, will, this system will probably be a deposit of 70 million tons, 80 million tons at least, and it is still open. So with that, I'm sure half of that will be very good grade. Can it be mined underground? Of course, uh, Matza is, is mining 4.5 million tons a year underground uh, from three deposits they send everything to a single mill, and the cost of mining is between 25 and 30 euros per ton. So there's plenty
1: of, of margin to be mining underground. Yeah, yeah. And um, just, I mean, what, what kind of mining, do they, is it long hole open stoping? is it room and pillar? It is mostly in general, uh, long
0: hole open stop with delayed backfill and they use base backfill because of the mineralization in general is is more or less vertical uh, or 60 degrees with very good uh, rock conditions in general. Uh, It will probably be some exception in our deposit called Majadales, which is almost flat line, which goes from 2 meters to 15 meters, almost horizontal. So very likely we will use and Pillar in in that case. But I would say it's an exception. Mostly in general, it's kind of from 45 degrees to vertical to semi-vertical. So it lends very well to using um, long-haul sub-level
1: Open stops. I'm so delighted to hear about this, um, you know, development and the exploration potential of of southern Spain and Andalusia. You know, I, I spent a year living down in in Andalusia um, studying geology, and uh, I'm just delighted for the region, you know, because it's such a. In, in many ways, it's the one of the poorer provinces or states of Spain and just to have that kind of economic growth for so many decades ahead is really exciting it's tremendous you're 100% right and also we have a,
0: a huge support from the local governments in the and in- and from the the municipalities, I mean, this is a, a huge difference. If you think of, of all the problems that are, you you see in communities, and we saw recently in Serbia, we saw it in Peru, we saw it in some places in in, in Chile. Uh, here, the support is is incredible. I mean, uh, the the municipalities are. are are with us they support us they help us a lot the people are happy because the mine the pirate belt is located in a, in a kind of stretch of land is south of the mountains of uh, the north which lots of very good agriculture and, and, and animal uh, and in the south you have the coast and the tourism and the, uh, the the fruits of high quality of oranges and strawberries but in the middle it's a kind of blessing that they have this bright area which where we have very modern mines and very good teams and good quality and, and the fact is that uh, recently a company like Matza has been
1: sold for 1.9 billion I mean suddenly oh what happens here yeah this is this is a, a valuable industry um, can we move to Toro um, yes, uh, up in up in Galicia uh, I know nothing about this deposit uh, other than the name and that it's in permitting. So if you could give me an introduction to it, I'd be most grateful. Toro, I would say, is, is a fantastic. It's, it's, probably, it's probably
0: the highest value addition that we get besides Sandinicio in the short term. And let me also sh- give you a f- just a, f- a couple of figures from, from our presentation also. They're shown in, in page uh, 32. And in previous presentations, uh, if people go to the webpage, you will see all kinds of details of this project. It's located only only 26 kilometers east of the capital of of Galicia, Santiago, very well known from the Pilgrim route, only seven kilometers away from the airport. So you can literally land and be in 10 minutes. You can be at the mine, an international airport with flights to London and to other parts of of Europe. Imagine, you will not find a location that's better than this. Uh, the location it's uh, the area. It's an old brownfield project that was mined in the past by Rio Tinto. It's, they stopped in, I believe, in 86, 87. And it's all covered by eucalyptus, eucalyptus trees. Uh, so it's not a land uh, for paper and for pulp. It's not uh, a land with a special um, agricultural demand. What you see in that picture is that there is a, uh, an old site where they are mining the waste. And what I would like to point here is two things. First, is that we are going to go to 30,000 tons of copper produced uh, and that the deposit was uh, evaluated when this was $2.6 per pound of copper. Uh, 3.2, the resources is 170. So there's substantial um, substantial possibilities, substantial, uh, I would say, expansion potential, more than to more production, which I don't think so, because we want to have a, a very modern and very... I would say environmentally friendly uh, mining, but to extend the mine life of 12 years to probably around 20. It's a um, very clean concept. Yeah, go ahead, please.
1: So sorry, what's the, what's the grade and what's the geology? The geology, grade is
0: the, the, the geology there, is, there are discussions about uh, the origin of this deposit. Some people say it's, uh, it's a kind of shear, horizontal shears and other people say it's a Bessie type. The reality is that uh, only charcoal with slightly a bit of pyrotite, So the, the only sulfides are clean charcoal with absolutely no elements like arsenic and daemony and so on in a kind of horizontal uh, lenses or sills. Um, and the grade is 0.44% approximately uh, with slightly higher in the beginning. Um, if I went to, to, to page 24, you will see kind of shades with lots of, of drill holes. Those in, in the right side would be what has been mined in the past, uh, This pink areas. And we have found a lot of horizontal, let's call it sub-horizontal sheets, which will allow us to, to start mining the pits in a sequence so that the waste is is backfilling the remnant pits so it's a continuous thing so um let me finish this this one and so in those pictures that have just mentioned you will see that the area is is basically eucalyptus but it will be very easy to be restoring in a place where it it runs uh, rains a lot and where there's no acid uh, waters generated by the waste to be Backfilling the pits as we as we advance as we progress. Uh, this is a fantastic deposit.
1: What great is it? You know, what are the strip nothing ratios? Nothing
0: goes from surface to maximum 100 meters. So the the cells uh, are basically some horizontal. We believe that in the future we have a tremendous potential of having some of these shoots, horizontal shoots, have uh, been mined underground because we have intercepts that are deeper not mineable by open pit and uh, that contain higher grades. So in the future, I'm sure we will also see some underground mining in the future. But so far the project is, is probably at very low copper prices will be over 12 years life after construction. With this copper prices, probably we'll see over 20 years life. And, uh, and it will be, a, I would say a, a model project, in the sense that plastic line-lined tailings will be used. Uh, the rock of the waste, which doesn't contain, contain acid water rocks will be used for the walls. Besides the plastic line, we will also be taking away all the water on top of the tailings, so that this is going to be pumped away to a plastic line mined out pit. Flotation, very modern. Produce a concentrate. We're going, to, we're going to produce a concentrate and sell a concentrate. concentrate very high grade concentrate of of almost twenty six percent, because it's no other material than chalcopyrite. It doesn't contain any penalty element. Actually, and I don't want to sound promotional. The only waste, the only known, um, let's say, copper contain is cobalt. So we are looking at how we can recover that cobalt within the concentrate. But this is, as I say, is no, it contains some silver, no, not very and significant. Can the, very can, the con-
1: can the concentrate be processed in Asturias or does it have to go somewhere else?
0: Normally, this thing will be shipped from the ports that are shown in the pictures, that are only 78 kilometers away, about one hour drive, less than one hour drive. And normally, this, this concentrate will go to the smelter in Huelva. But we have seen lots of interest from other smelters in Europe. In Sweden and in Germany, because this is a very clean concentrate. I'm sure this, this concentrate is not going to,
1: to travel too long, too far away, because it's a, such a clean concentrate. And uh, Galicia is famously uh, cautious about mining and particularly about cyanide. Um, you know, they, it's quite an emotional response perhaps not entirely well, rational. You know, but there's a very emotional response in galicia galicia had a the a bad experience
0: with a company that was going to use sign it which was called edgewater which got the permit for the Corcoisto project uh, unfortunately believe it or not that project obtained the environmental impact declaration positive and then it was canceled because the, the company could not demonstrate financial and, and technical capabilities, specifically financial. So they needed to put all the money in ahead before, uh, before getting the, mine, the, the the mineral rights. But there has never been any issue in Galicia with mining. Actually, in the, to the opposite, Galicia had two big open pits of coal very close to this place uh, in Puentes de garceri Rodríguez and um, in Meirama, which were huge. When I mean huge, is 10 kilometers long pit, uh, one of them. And uh, also had the Rubiales mine lead zinc uh, of Cominco, which is now tech, and has a huge alumina plant. And uh, using uh, cyanide, uh, there is the, the, the mine of El Valle Boinaz in Asturias, which is only 100 kilometers, 150 kilometers to the east, and has been using Sinead since 95. Uh, and I, I worked with that, that company a long time ago and has never had a problem. So uh, the issues are more coming from the anti-mining groups, which are also the, the same people that are opposing uh, not only the mining, they are opposing the windmills, they are opposing uh, any industry, they are opposing the paper mill, um, the pulp mill of Ence, and they are opposing quarries, so it's nothing to do with the cyanide, which we are not going to be using cyanide. Yeah. We are only going to yeah, use yeah. Uh, flotation, and of course, in in a, in a zero discharge environment, we, we can warranty that we are going to to discharge zero water to the to the to the environment, uh, all recycled water, and um, and in plastic lined basin. So the opposition has been political totally political, and eventually this is changing with when transparency is shown and when people are seeing what we have done in Rio Tinto, which has been a model of,
1: of responsible mining. Tide is changing in our favor. So it's in-permitting at the moment. W- w- you, I, I know these, I you know, I'm working in Ecuador, you know, I know, <laughs> I know <laughs> these things can sometimes be <clears throat> difficult to predict. But um, have you got a kind of a, a timeline that you're, you're looking to, you're planning on? Well,
0: we have a timeline and we will leave this time, in, uh, this time, this year is going to happen, the environmental permit. Why would we believe that? I mean, we got a negative environmental impact statement uh, back in January 2021. So why do we believe this time? Yes. Well, because at that time, the reason for environmental impact statement was that we could not prove that we were going to do it right. In simple words, uh, the reality was uh, lots of opposition from the anti mine groups making a lot of noise. What are the differences now? Well, first of all, we have lots of noise making pro-mining. Have a lots of noise of people that want the mine. This is the first thing. Second is that we have taken our time to go and explain to all the communities of fishermen and people that are downstream to explain why this is something that's good and it's not going to harm. And third is that we have taken the approach that we are not going to have any water at all, at all in the over the, the tailings. It's not going to be a dry stack tailings because it's a, it's a wet environment. As you know, the north part of Spain rains a lot. Yep. So we would lie if it's going to say it's going to be wet, but we are going to remove the water. What this does is that takes away the risk of a collapse of tailings, which was the one that was used by the anti-mining groups. Oh, what happens if this collapses like the brumadinho teams? Yeah. So we believe this time is going to happen. We are presenting the, the new proposal with changes, the footprint, changes some things, improves. Uh, there's lot, lots of improvements and it's as good as it can be. It's really, a, a, I would say, it's almost a perfect project. And we believe that the, in Spain, this is a rational um regulated process and there's no reasons to say no so this is the why i'm positive
1: that this year is going to happen great i look forward to um i mean that'll be a a cause for celebration i'm sure internally when you get that um that permitted it's um uh yeah, i hope that project goes ahead uh, and for the for the benefit of galicia as well you know i was working on a zinc project in the north of spain in castilla león and the whole area. In fact, I looked at some projects in Galicia as well. And the whole area, these rural places, uh, and it's in the news at the moment about Spain. You know that you you need things in kind of uh, away from the main metropolitan areas to drive investment, to create jobs, um, to to attract young people back to the the countryside. Good, Alberto. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else that you feel that we I that we've missed that you'd like to kind of uh, explain. But I think we've covered quite a lot, haven't we? Look, I think we have talked
0: about the future of this company. I would also say that we are developing or helping to develop the a, a system called Elix, which is a system to, to leach directly uh, metals especially complex metals and you know you work in Adventus how complex it can be when you have a BMS that's uh, blended copper lead zinc we have been working with this uh, for six years uh, financing and giving some assistance to a, comp- a person that has discovered something and we have been able to to produce mm, copper directly and zinc directly from this complex concentrates uh, we believe it is a, a game changer um, we have the the exclusivity in the pilot belt, which is where this can be used per, b- better. We also have the right of a refusal to, to use it elsewhere uh, if she sells it. And we believe um, this is going to be an, a game changer. Obviously, I understand perfectly people that are sceptic because this has never been done in the world uh, in, a, in a right way. But um, since we have the bad tendency of fulfilling our promises, um, and we have been working with this. We have decided to start with the construction of an industrial plant, the first line, and this will be ready in in this year. And I think that can unlock tremendous value specifically in the part belt. What I mean, tremendous value is, 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 is the numbers are difficult to repeat. I prefer to be prudent. But or I would just, say that as the, the, besides what we have spoken, this is the, the only thing we probably should add.
1: So 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 we've you know that's that's um, perhaps the metals business outside of the, 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 the minerals business where does it come in is it on the concentrate is it on the the, the pirate mineral itself or is it um, is it in the flotation you know where does it come in the in the it's beneficiation in the, process it's in the concentrate
0: once you've produced a concentrate you can leach it so instead of going to the metal to the smelters, what you can do is produce a global concentrate copper lead sink that doesn't have the high height required to, to sell each of the concentrates and you extract with a very high efficiency the copper directly into metal, the zinc directly into metal and the lead. Lead normally in a precipitate, but you could also use metal. Uh, the importance of that is as you as you know, some of the BMSs can be very complex uh, uh, from the metallurgical point of view. They not because they, they cannot be separated, the grains simply is when you have two grains that are of different uh, m- minerals. Let's say that this is a grain and, uh, and this is lead, and this is zinc, and this is part. You need to grind them, all of them, to separate them. With that grinding and that differential flotation, you lose some recovery in each of them. By using something like a global concentrate, you get a high recovery. And then once you dissolve it, once you leach it, you also get high recovery. So the big advantage comes from this Mm, let's say metallurgically challenging deposits, where you can get more from each ton. So you have the same cost of mining, the same cost of grinding, the same cost of of concentration, but you get more tons of metal from from each ton so, of
1: rock. So you just you just have to um, uh, liberate the the sulfides from the non sulfides, and then you can leach the sulfides. Individually from a global concentrate, so it's a hydrometallurgical process. Uh, acidic, high temperature, high pressure. You know, is, is that's one of with- the
0: beauties. That is one of the beauties uh, that is almost. I understand perfectly that people are very, um, let's say, uh, they don't believe it on it, because it does it's not acid, it is not high acid, and it's not high temperature, and it it's not high pressure. So people will say, well, then how does it work? Because it sounds like (laughs) impossible. I'll give you a very good explanation. Very simple. Uh, Those that have a, a boat, even a small boat in the sea, and they have copper and have iron, there's something called galvanic currents that have the tendency of corroding the whole copper and iron very fast. What this system creates is an environmental of high uh, of electricity, basically helping in the leaching. Leaching is an oxidation. And oxidation is a, is a, is a matter of moving electrons from one place to the other. By doing that, you're able to, to oxidize something without having this pressure. And the best example is seawater can really... Oxidize iron without being acidic, without being high pressure or oxygen or anything or, acid, or anything like that. You can put your hand; nothing happens. You can even drink it, but you cannot put your watch because it will dissolve with time. What this lady has discovered is how to accelerate that time. Another good example is the battery of a of a car, of a classic car, where it is lead and oxide is formed by lead and oxide of lead within sulfuric acid. When you start your engine, the electrons go from one place to the other. When the car drives, the electrons go from one place to the other. So with electricity, you can go from lead to oxide of lead and vice versa. People should remember an oxidation is just a transfer of electrons. If you oxidize charcoal pyrite, you produce something that's oxidized and once it's oxidized, you can leach it so uh it's more of electronic transfer electrons transfer than the typical oxygen pressure and heat which is a transfer of energy energy to oxidize in the autoclave is done is given by pressure by oxygen and by sulfuric acid here the transfer of energy is done by electricity it's a quite unique thing which I suspect that will be a game changer in the future. Yeah. That's all.
1: Yeah. Very exciting. It is. Great. Um, this, this person, is she? Um, did she come from a, a Spanish university? No, actually, she discovered this while
0: doing the master in Cambridge. She's a doctor in uh, electrochemistry by Cambridge. Uh, she started first in Spain, but then all in Cambridge. And by when she was doing the, the work there, discovered how to accelerate some oxidations. And exponentially. So that's how it was knocking doors. And how can we, who would like to oxidize things faster? Normally, people investigate not to get things oxidized. So, oh, maybe
1: <laughs> some crazy miners would like to oxidize yeah, things yeah. fast. And that's how it worked. Well, great. It sounds like a very good um, Anglo Hispanic uh, uh, combination. Um, hopefully, yes. much like this interview. I think we should leave it there. Thank you very much. Um,
0: it's a real pleasure to speak with you again and whenever you want. Happy to, to speak whenever you want of anything. Great. I look forward to the next update. Okay. Thanks a lot.